This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 25th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The pandemic wreaked havoc with global supply chains and with a president whose broad view of trade is that it ought to be restricted. It's been harder for many people to get access to basic goods. Dan Eikenson directs the Herbert A. Stiefel Center for Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He's written a new essay as part of Cato's Pandemics and Policy series. This president's uh, protectionist bona fides are well established. How has his preferred trade policy or his preferred way of engaging with trade, what's it done? since this pandemic began? Well, uh, Caleb, the the pandemic has provided, I think, another excuse for protectionists to uh, come up with proposals that would restrict trade. Um, In in response to the pandemic, uh, the Trump administration and and the Biden campaign, and and as well as congressional leadership on both sides of the aisle, have offered up proposals to repatriate supply chains, to restrict government spending to goods and services produced domestically to to impose tariffs so that you know to to prevent uh, greater reliance on imports and to subsidize domestic production of everything from pharmaceutical ingredients to personal protective equipment to to semiconductors um, achieving you know greater national self-sufficiency by making international trade and investment and supply chain collaboration more expensive seems to be seems to be the administration's goal or policymakers' goal. It's not a new goal. I think the excuse for pursuing it, the pandemic is, you know, like like other hyped up concerns about national security threats, the pandemic is, is being used to repackage these, these old arguments. And I think, you know, proponents of, of retrenchment um, see, see cross-border trade, investment, and migration not as liberating or life enhancing or as wealth creating but really as vectors across which you know a local outbreak became a global pandemic and you know of course international trade and and travel and internet you know an interconnected global economy probably hastens the spread of diseases through increased human contact but uh it, it it's uh, the same kind of international collaboration that also helps us find vaccines and cures and to solve many other health and, and economic problems so uh, you know, the, the other argument they have is that, um, is that the pandemic reveals how dangerous it is to rely on foreigners. You know, when the time came for global supply chains to step up by getting protective gear and medical equipment to where it was needed, uh, foreign governments encouraged hoarding and imposed export restrictions, which created supply shortages in the United States. Well, the U.S. also imposed barriers. Uh, many of those barriers have, have, have gone away. So trade international supply chains, business travel, and tourism, they do produce some degree of risk and reliance, but in, in, in the rush to sort of indict globalization, I think policymakers are dismissing the enormous benefits that Americans get from participating in the global economy as workers, as consumers, as producers, as investors, and, and, and those benefits would be casualties of a protectionist overreaction that would make us poorer, more vulnerable, and, and less resilient. So what has protectionism given us, uh, as I said before, the the president's bona fides on uh, trade are pretty well established as being protectionist. What has that done with respect to the the ability of the U.S. to secure uh, critical supplies that are a part of global supply chains? You know, the... uh 
there's been a lot of hyped up there's been a lot of hyperbole about our dependence on foreigners for uh protective gear and particularly um pharmaceuticals and active pharmaceutical ingredients uh we are dependent on china when we look at imports total imports as a denominator uh for for, for pharmaceuticals but that doesn't take into consideration that we have a lot of domestic production of the of those products here in the United States as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think the, the the reason this is so seductive, uh, the things that that Trump says and the Biden campaign say, is that Americans are kind of fooled by the fact that we are the world's largest economy, uh, and therefore they you know there's this belief that we can be self-sufficient that we would we, we would do fine under autarky and you know we, we probably could last longer than other countries uh, after all uh, you know the u.s is less get this the u.s is the world's largest trading nation we trade more value than any other country yet we are the third least dependent on trade which means imports plus exports as a share of our gdp is only 27.5 percent for for the, the for the world, the average is fifty nine point five percent. So we could we could probably handle uh, the protectionism that that, that Trump uh, uh, is is prescribing, but it would be profoundly costly and immiserating. I mean, um, the, you know, we we trade so that we can specialize, and we specialize so we can produce more, and we produce more so we can consume and save more. And when we put up trade restrictions, so that we have to produce the things that we're currently procuring from foreigners because it's done so more cost effectively uh we are going to make ourselves poorer and that's that is the bottom line regardless of the, whether the the cause is a pandemic or a national security crisis or uh unfair trade practices abroad whatever it is when we put up trade restrictions we will be poorer as a result Dan Eikenson directs the Herbert A. Stiefel Center for Trade Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.